Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. Now, in the second video, I'm going to show you how to add color notes to your solo using the diatonic scale. It's the second video in a three-part series for my new course, Melodic Soloing, and it's on sale now at the link in the description. All right, hopefully you joined me in the last video where we were talking about visualizing our fretboard and adding arpeggios across the fretboard to be able to create more melodic ideas and then wrapping those together, different chords and different arpeggios. Well, what we're going to do today is we're going to bring back in the other notes of the scale, and we're going to be talking more about diatonic today. But again, don't get hung up on the terminology and things like that. We cover all those kinds of things in the melodic soloing guitar course. But I think it's really important because that's where some of the color is going to come back into this thing. So if we think about it, if we expand on the last video where I was playing the E minor, the G, I think I did C and D or something like that. But if I did E minor and just did a simple arpeggio like that, but started thinking about a position, maybe I just want to find a spot I want to solo in here. Maybe right there. What I want to do is start adding in some of the notes around there. Now, for me, I kind of see this as a hierarchy in that I'm visualizing the arpeggio. It's almost like two transparencies that are stuck together. I'm seeing the arpeggio, but then I'm seeing the notes that are not part of that, the non-chord tones, if you will, that are sitting outside that. So as I play, if I simply add in something else other than our arpeggio, it really adds some nice color into this. And notice how instead of just playing, for instance, the note B here, I could bend to it and give it some dynamic. And then I'm using this note right here, okay, that F sharp, to give it some unique color as I'm playing. So it kind of connects the whole thing together. So I've got these arpeggios that I'm trying to visualize as the chords are changing. And again, I don't have to play all of it. I'm just thinking very basic. Here comes E minor. But now I'm adding in a bit of a dynamic and color to this. And let's say G was coming up next. So now I'm thinking G, B, and D if I know my notes. I know my notes on my fretboard. Or I'm trying to visualize a G chord somewhere on the fretboard. And I'm just going to come right up here and visualize the G up here. D, E, F, G is what I'm seeing. Okay? So I've got these notes now. Now, if I think about it, these two notes are overlapping because they were also part of the E minor arpeggio. So really, this is the note that I need to try and target. So as I'm playing over this E minor, here comes G. That would be a great opportunity for me to try and emphasize that note. And again, I might wrap some of that other stuff around there as well. So then let's say the C chord is coming up. So I've got this coming up. So I'm, I'm right here. So maybe I drop back. So I'm visualizing my C chord right there. But I've got this note that I've been utilizing. 
right? And then D comes up. You see, there's so many different ways that you can do this. So I'm trying to visualize the arpeggios as one level, okay, of each one of these chords. Again, ideally being able to see it across the whole fretboard would be wonderful. But if I can't, at least I could choose a space on the guitar to start trying to build out some of these chords, these arpeggios for the chords that are in my song. And as I do that, then my hope is, is in this same position, I'm able to visualize some element of a scale. In this case, I'm using E minor or G major, however you want to look at it, in that same position. So I'm using that to thread my movements and adding some more color into my solo by utilizing the notes of that scale along with those arpeggios, you see? So that's really important for us to do. Now, in the next video, what we're going to do is where it might seem like a step back, but it really isn't. But learning how to utilize pentatonics are really great for two reasons. Number one, it brings back that space of intervals. Because sometimes what happens is we get caught up. And that's, again, it's a wonderful thing to be able to play like that. But because we're utilizing all the notes all the time, it tends to sound like we're just forcing everything in there at once. And with pentatonics, what we can do is kind of back out and get more of that intervallic feel again. And the second thing that's really great about it is we're very, very close to being able to add in that bluesy feel as well, which sometimes is, again, a nice kind of juxtaposition from what we're doing right now with this really fine melodic sound. If we add a little bit of that blues sound in there too, it just really adds a more interesting dynamic and enhances the sound of the solo. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. Now in this final video, you're going to see how to use the pentatonic scale more creatively to keep things interesting than in your solos. Now it's the final video in my three-part series for my new course, Melodic Soloing, and it's on sale now at the link in the description. All right, now if you've been with me in the last couple of videos, the first one we talked about building out some arpeggios for each one of the chords that are in our song to try and create more melody. And then what we did was we added in more of a diatonic flavor into that so we weren't just playing arpeggios, but we were really trying to combine some more color in there as well. In this video, what we want to do is we want to take a step back, if you will, into the pentatonic realm, simply because what it does is it eliminates some of that color. What you have to remember about soloing is that you want to be able to shift and manipulate different avenues of thought process when you're playing. Because if you're always just using the same scale or the same idea, Everything winds up kind of sounding the same. And the nice thing is, is if you can keep shifting in and out of that, it keeps it more interesting for you as a player and certainly for a listener as well. So if we think about, again, we're in E minor. So what I'm going to do is take this E minor pentatonic that's sitting right here. Okay, where normally I'd have that kind of sound or my arpeggio. sitting right there, okay? Now what I'm doing is I'm adding back in that pentatonic sound. If you enjoyed today's podcast and want to learn guitar even faster, go to guitarzoom.com and click the Get Started button to get access to courses that are right for your interest and skill level. Again, go to guitarzoom.com and click the Get Started button. 